the Media Boat Podcast. Today is the 18th. 18th of April 2018. So April 18th, 2018. This is episode 119 yes. of the Media Boat Podcast. And if you don't know... You should have had your taxes in already by this <laughs> that's point. That's true, yes. If you're doing your taxes, you're doing it wrong. Um, the Media Boat Podcast is your source, just yours, uh, and hopefully all of your friends as well. Yeah, because uh, this is going to tell your people, you tell your friends all about this. Yeah, we assume. Uh, for news about movies, television, video games, and music, not necessarily in that order. My name is Matt. Joining me here, as always, is Mike. Hi, I'm Mike, and yes, I in fact do tell everyone I meet that I do a podcast. It's true. So yeah. And then I get eye rolls from everyone who's heard it already. <laughs> so let's get right into it then. We always begin the Media Boat podcast with. The movies, and we office. always start with movies with the box office number. Uh, this one was easy. We called it. Yeah. Not much going on this week. Uh, so your number one movie is Rampage. The Rock starring alongside a giant monkey fighting a giant lizard. Giant what more CGI can you monkey. What more can you want, really, from a movie experience? I hear I, it I, sucks. I want to see <laughs> Rock punch the monkey. Even uh, though, no, they're friends sure? in this thing. In front of everybody? Yeah, but they're, they're friends in this open? Thing. Yeah, they're friends. Yeah. They hang out. Um, but yeah, based off the video game with the same name. So I, uh, a co-worker told me a, a gag in the movie that any of us could have written the, the at some point. the Is it monkey and a banana? No, because you're oh. close. At some point, the monkey flips the rock off. Oh. Because, of course, he does. Because why not? Because why not? All right, so yes, Rampage is your number one movie this week with $35 million. That's more than I thought it would make. Uh, number two, wow. moving down from last week. Well, I, I had played at 33, so. Yeah. It's about the same. It's about the same. Number two, dropping down to number two, is A Quiet Place. Made another $32 million, so actually neck yeah, and neck. It, it crossed the $100 million mark, yeah. which is great for first-time director. And great for a budget of 17 Yeah, great for, yeah, horror movies make yeah, money. Turns out. Especially if they have a great concept. Debuting at number three, Truth or Dare? Dare. No, no that's the name, oh. of, name of the film. Uh, number four, dropping down, Ready Player One with another $11 million. And rounding out your top five, Blockers, Blockers, Blockers with another $10 million. Yes. Uh, that um, that uh, weekend for Ready Player One yeah. gives Steven Spielberg the first director to cross the $10 billion grossing. $10 million. Billion. $10 billion. That's a lot of money. So, you didn't see any of these this week? No movies? No. Theatrically to talk about? I, I, I was going to. Uh, I didn't end up. I will probably end up seeing Blockers tomorrow. Okay. Um, I'll probably end up seeing Rampage over the weekend. I will also probably, for some reason, see Sergeant Stubby. That's actually gotten good reviews. Really? Yeah. Shocked. Sh- I'm shocked, too. We're all shocked. Uh, but, but what's coming out this week? Your weekend ahead of us is none other than 420, brah! And so you have two 420-friendly uh, movies coming out with a, a Stoner third. comedy? Uh, kind of. So first up, you have Amy Schumer vehicle, I Feel Pretty. Stoner comedy? And you have Super Troopers 2. That sounds like... How is that not titled Super Duper that? Troopers? I know, right? But no. Super, Troopers, Super Troopers 2... 
And finally, a movie called Traffic with a K. Yes. That is not related, I'm guessing, to the other movie called Traffic. The 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 one that won the Academy Award. Yeah. No. This is Traffic with a K. Yeah. This is something else. Um. Not this, a stoner stoner comedy. This I'm is um. <laughs> wild cats there. <laughs> not not Taraji P Henson. The other one. Um. Um. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you mean by that. The other one. Uh-huh. The other one. I have no the idea. The other one. Yes, yeah, the other one. All right. Well, we can't just keep right. making this joke. All right. So that is your new releases for this weekend. Yeah. Uh, number one movie. Uh, I hmm hmm. Rampage. I'll call Rampage for two, week two. On a fifteen million. I don't think I feel pretty will make that much money. No, it will not. And neither was Super Trooper. So yeah, this is definitely I'll... roll over. Rampage will roll over. I'm gonna put Super Troopers over really? Rampage. Does anybody care? No, but I think that somehow it'll at least make eighteen million. I mm, I don't know. We'll see. Rampage is my bet. All right, we'll return I'm going next with week the comedy. with results. I'm going with the comedy. Okay. First up in movie news, we have news about Mad Max, but not the news you want. Uh, so uh, we previously reported and have been following the dispute between. Uh, director George Miller and the studio Brothers of Warner. Yeah, so Warner Brothers and George Miller are still going at it. They're officially going to court yes. in Australia's Supreme Court of New South Wales. The lawsuit accuses Warner Brothers of acting in, quote, high-handed, insulting, or reprehensible manner by refusing to pay the production company a $9 million bonus fee for delivering the movie under budget. Uh, but the dispute is, whose budget are you talking about? Yeah, so Miller is reporting that the agreed budget of $157 million was met at $154 million, but Warner Brothers claims it actually costs $185, which is above that agreed budget. In a cross-lawsuit, Warner Brothers is claiming that the film's intended contract stated a runtime of 100 minutes and a PG-13 Rating, which of course ha- the film has neither of those things. Uh, yeah, it's a hundred twenty minute, a two hour. <laughs> and it's a hard R and a hard R. <laughs> uh, Miller is accusing the studio of making decisions that cause quote substantial changes and delays to the production. One big change being reshoots, where Warner Brothers approved a thirty one million dollar budget that may or may not have been excluded from the net cost of the movie. And this is where that yeah. dispute actually That's comes in. That's the discrepancy in, between is, the two budgets. We, is George Miller saying, we made your movie yeah. under budget just like you yeah. asked. You wanted more, and so you made us spend more money. That doesn't come out of the original budget. That's an ad- that's an added part. Right. So, yeah. This is all lawyeries. You're going to have... You have to have lawyers argue with each other to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So we'll and, see. And determine who, what side of the contract actually holds up. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we are probably in the in hoping that George Miller side of the side of the, the team looks out here, so that way he can make another movie. <laughs> well, I think he actually has some precedence here because yeah. he made the movie he wanted as promised, yeah, he really under did. budget, and it was this huge success. It was nominated for Best Picture for crying out loud. Yeah, what more could Warner Brothers want except apparently for nine million dollars? I know the uh, dispute over nine million chunk dollars. change, man. In terms of what that movie grossed. Yeah. In terms of, like, how successful that movie is. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, yeah. I mean, this is one of those instances where you, we should, usually we say, 
Warner Brothers, just pay the man. Come on, what are you I mean, thinking? Yeah, but it sounds like it's, they're stub- too stubborn to have that happen. Is there a live stream offline? I don't know. Is it? You tell me. It says it. Eh. Why does it say offline? Oh. Did it fail? No, because it says we're still streaming. We're still live. Oh, look at we're that still going. giant red square, though. OBS is having issues. Uh, OBS is having issues. That might be what it is. Yeah. What does it say down there? Zero kilobytes. That explains that. It is not streaming for some reason. Our Wi-Fi may have been a uh, little... Okay. Well, That's fine. Well, 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 well you figured that out. We'll move on to the next story. Yeah. So our next story uh, moves from uh, Mad Max, the world of Mad Max, to a world of another racing franchise. Or the actor in them, Vin Diesel. So, Vin Diesel has, of course, as we mentioned before, his own production company. One Race. Film. Yes. Makes sense. They have acquired the rights to that Triple X franchise that he starred in and have plans to shoot the fourth film in the Triple X franchise in December. DJ Caruso. DJ Caruso. Yes. Will return with Vin Diesel in the role of Xander Cage once more. The H Collective will finance the upcoming film, which is currently in production. Wait a minute. Is this a different story? No, no, no. No, no, that's right. Uh, H H Collective uh, and One Race Films have joint. Ah, I see. So now, moving from that film to another film, uh, the H Collective will finance the upcoming and upcoming film, which is currently in production, a James Gunn horror project starring Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, right? And another movie, Christopher Cantwell's The Parts You Lose. Right. Uh, Z9 Revolution Studios retains the rights to the first three films, which grossed $1 billion. So I'm a little confused by this story here. Uh, so is this all under one race film, or what's going on? Or is this just like a combination of all sorts of different movie deals that have made? Uh, no, no. So this is all under one race. Oh, okay. That's so confusing. one race and uh, H9 mm-hmm. jointly... Z- per- the H Collective. Yeah, H Collective. <laughs> And One Race uh, jointly bought the rights from uh, Nine Revolution. These are all bad names. I know. Also, that's not how this reads. I know. All. <laughs> uh, but uh, Z9 Revolutions uh, retains the rights to the first three Triple okay. X films. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. So move that up there. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, see, because here I was uh, typing while, while it was uh, loading. Yeah. But, yeah, anyways. So, if that made any yeah. sense to you, then there. There's another news story. Right. Okay, moving oh, on. <laughs> Alex Garland, a director who, of course, you might know from Ex, Ma- Ex Machina and Annihilation. An- Annihilation. Annihilation. He's announced his next project. What's his next project? Called The Toymaker's Secret. It tells the story of an American family who moves into an old Victorian house in London and begins to believe it might be haunted. It's being described as family-friendly, that's a surprise, and only being written by Garland, while first-time director Paloma Beza will step behind the camera. She directed the BAFTA and Annie Award winners, Pulls Apart, that features the voice talents of Helena Bonham Carter and Joseph May. So she's a recent... Uh, winner now is this a animated? I'm guessing from the Annies. Uh, it will be part live action. Well, part no, I'm animated. asking about the short. Oh yeah, the short is totally animated. Okay, uh, so that was an animated short. But this movie, it will be more of a combination. Combination. Yes, this will be uh, both live action and animated. And That's cool. Fun fact. Okay. Uh, Alex knows uh, Paloma 
uh-huh. really well. Okay. Yeah. That is a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> a little fun. too well. Oh, are they married? It's his wife. Ah! <laughs> that checks out. That's why. Cool. Yep. Very cool. So that's how that all works out together. But yeah. Uh, so uh, he wrote this script. Won't be directing it. Uh, right. Won't be doing anything. He just wrote it on a whim. Mm-hmm. And because it is nothing like he's ever done. Uh-huh. Just letting his wife. There you go. Letting his wife. Don't, don't put it as letting his wife. Just allowing like, his yeah, wife. It's not even be- any better. Eh, okay, let's move on. So you know how... Having his wife. You know Marvel Studios <laughs> said that uh, the Avengers Infinity War was the, the best collaboration of all time? Yes. Or the, the whatever, however they phrased it. I got a better collaboration for you. What, what's the best Movie Pass and iHeartRadio. What? Those two don't go together. Are you sure? Sounds like peanut butter job to me. More like peanut butter bankruptcy, but still. Uh, MoviePass has announced a new bundle with iHeartRadio. New subscribers to MoviePass can pay $29.95 to a, a month, I'm guessing, to see four movies a month for three months. Oh, wait, no. I guess not. $29.95 is the package yes. to see four movies a month for three months. So a grand total it's, of 12 movies. It's a, it's a quarter package. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. Okay. That's where you go. 12 movies over the course of three months. Yes. With a free three-month extended trial of the all-access on-demand music feature of iHeartRadio. Okay. Yes. Moreover, they are now requiring users to upload a picture of their tickets in order to better track user behavior and ensure that subscribers are abiding by their terms of use. The photo needs to be uploaded before the next purchase and will be repeated Whenever the movie pass card is used. Now, I don't want the movie pass cops to come after us, but I will say, this is not what you've been doing. Oh, yes. This is, I'm the reason they are doing (laughs) this. because of you. Well, not not specifically me, but yes, I've finagled loopholes in the movie pass app to see IMAX screenings. This is to avoid that. This is to avoid that, to make sure that... Like show us the, your the ticket. Stuff you you purchase. If you don't, if it doesn't match what you saw, they're probably gonna send you a nice little message about like, hey, we noticed that this didn't match. Um, consider our terms of use. Yes, um, they do give you a one time. Yeah. I lost my ticket. Uh-huh. Um, option. Option. Uh, I definitely that, that definitely happens when we saw Ready Player One. I completely lost my ticket. I have no idea where it is. Yeah, I don't know where it went. Well, see, because... I'm thinking that when I dropped my wallet when that lady was asking for, for money, I think when I dropped my card, which she so kindly pointed that out to me, <laughs> uh, I think I also dropped my ticket and I just left okay. it there. Uh, well, see, because MoviePass works where you have to be within 100 feet mm-hmm. to buy the ticket to access yeah. the card, you're going to get the pass right there. You get the ticket right there. Yeah. And so after you hand it in, the thing is to... Take the picture That's the before. Idea. The idea is to take the picture before, like as soon as as soon as the transaction. Before you go into a dark movie. Before you go to a dark theater. <laughs> Probably smart. So yeah, uh, let that be a warning to you, oh movie pass uh, brethren. Yes. Uh, so yeah, soon you're not going to be able to beat the system as much as you have been. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just use it the way they intended, and you'll be fine. Yes. Uh, purchase if you're. Like most people who follow the rules mm-hmm. and purchase the movie pass screening that you're actually going to see, you should have no problem. It's just yeah. an extra step to ensure that their data is corroborated, basically. Yeah. All right. That wraps up movie news. Yeah. Do we have any movies to talk about uh, besides theatrical? Did you watch anything on I'm 100% Netflix? sure they'll start charging you if you're <laughs> IMAX screening 
and your credit card is on file. Yeah, that's totally in their power. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And and that. the live stream for some reason keeps crashing. Yeah, we don't know why. So we're gonna um, fix we'll that. Put that in, in the chat. later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll figure we'll that figure out. We'll figure that later. out later. So anyway, let's, let's move on. So no movies to talk about. That means we move into television. Oh man, Kristen's going to miss her favorite part. Sports! We always start television segment with sports stories. And we have some sports stories for you. I am delaying this just I know. long enough. But it, there's not really <laughs> sports stories to go around. Uh, because sports are wrapping up. The NHL and NBA playoffs are underway. They are happening right now. So watch your favorite hockey team lose tonight because they probably are. Uh, well, mine lost last night. So yeah, they, and I was there Los in Angeles person. Angeles Kings have been eliminated. Uh, we are in the midst they were of swept the four straight. Yeah, we are in the midst of the Anaheim Ducks losing their series to yes. the San Jose Sharks. Uh, uh, who else is notable here? Um, I don't know. Those are the ones I care about. <laughs> yes, we're biased here from living in Southern California. But yeah. Non-Southern California uh, teams participating in this. Yes, uh, uh, Predators are actually doing surprisingly well. Predators. Uh, so is Colorado. I mean, the uh, usual yeah, suspects. usual suspects. Uh, the, the Penguins. Uh, Penguins are actually meddling. Oh, really? Yeah, they're, they're not sweeping like they probably should. Good. I don't want to see them win again. Funny enough, the other does our friend, who whose dad works for the Penguins. Good call. Uh, anyways, so yeah, hockey's happening. Keep uh, uh, uh to keep tabs on that, and um, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you're not into the the cold, you might be into uh, uh the heat, the heat, the Miami heat. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> yes, the NBA playoffs are also happening. So how's the Miami Heat doing? I don't know if they made it or not. I have no idea. <laughs> have no idea. But yeah, good good basketball job. <laughs> joke. Joke. Also a good basketball job. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you care about basketball, you'll be watching that too. We mm-hmm. apparently do not, so we have no idea what's going on there. No. All I know is that <laughs> the Rockets, the Houston Rockets, uh-huh. are given better odds yes. to make the finals <laughs> than the um, Golden State Warriors. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, which would be nice because I think Chris Paul is on that team. He needs a ring. Chris Paul. All right. Moving from basketball to a sport we do care about, the NFL Draft is next week in Dallas. So keep tabs if you're following any uh, D-League. I mean, NCAA players on their way into the pros. Hey, D-League is my joke. I know. I'm (laughs) borrowing it. Um, Stay tuned for the draft and you'll see what team they end up on to sit on the bench for forever. Uh, Yes. Recently (laughs) announced was that uh, the... New York Giants, sorry, New York Football the Giants. New York Football Giants. Yes, the New York Football Giants would not be taking a quarterback uh, as the third overall pick. Oh. Or second overall pick. They oh. said they would be taking number one running back, Saquon Barkley. Saquon? Yes. Who knew? All right, so that will be happening next week. And that is it for sports. Yeah, it's it's a really light week. Yeah, um, they're kind of, things are wrapping up. Yeah. Not a whole lot to report. Yeah, Baseball road still has is happening. No, nothing huge is happening, and but when it does, we'll, we'll let, we'll you, let know. you know. Moving on to television news, our first story is a little bit of a crossover event with video games. None other than Master Chief and his buddies in Halo. Now this sounds like something that should have happened maybe what ten years 10 ago? Ten years ago. <laughs> 
So yes, a Halo TV series is finally going to happen, maybe. Uh, set to begin in production and seems to have a location confirmed for filming. Currently, the series is set to start in October, filming in Budapest, Hungary. The project is backed by Steven Spielberg, who has been on and off related to a Halo-related project for the last 15 years. Yeah. As an executive producer and will air on Showtime. That's the weird yeah, part. Showtime probably is like next got year or 2020. Showtime. Will anyone watch this? Uh, the fact that it's on Showtime? Showtime. Probably not. This is probably them hoping, this is Showtime probably being like, hey, we got a major franchise that people like. Hey, come to us. Come, come sign up for... Sign up for Showtime, guys. We have a thing you like. It's the thing. It's the master. It's the master. It's the chief. Why why is a college freshman trying to get me to sign up for Showtime? (laughs) I have to get the 16 signatures in order to to get the prize. I get a Schwinn bike. And an HBO subscription? (laughs) No, a Showtime (laughs) subscription. Damn it. It's Showtime. But I need to to sell Showtime so I can get HBO. (laughs) That's so sad. (laughs) All right, so yeah, um, Halo. Yeah, catch it. Halo is coming. Um, I really doubt this is gonna be like actual um, space battle Halo, but instead it's gonna be more like the um, Halo Wars. I want to see this be more of like a training camp. Maybe, although if you can't, I mean, we're gonna cover this in depth, I'm sure. But if you get a training like a boot camp in Halo, you can't get. Uh, uh, what's his name to do the, the, the voice? Oh, uh, Emery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is his classic uh, boot camp voice. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll get there uh, later. We'll get um, there. But yeah, uh, I think they should do it around the ODST game. Did you, did you play Halo ODST? I never played it, but I did enjoy the featurette. Yeah. That, was, that came before it. Yeah. Where it was doing all the, the training recruits. That game had such a cool vibe. It was like jazzy score and it was like slower paced and you weren't like an invincible master chief you were just like a dude it was really cool anyways moving on to our next story about hulu who hulu who in our continuing theme of crossover events oh yes hulu has teamed up with spotify yeah this happened last week uh on wednesday but we just Forgot to cover it. So yeah, I saw it. Yes. I mentioned it. I remember it. you told me. I told you, and then the time oh, you know, I was like, ugh, I, like completely blanked. So yeah, Hulu and Spotify have announced their bundle, which has, was uh, formerly announced to students only, but is now available for everybody to purchase for the combined price of twelve ninety nine per month. So that means that you can get Hulu, basic package of Hulu. That is commercials, with commercials with ads. And, oh, sorry, with limited ads. And basic package Spotify Premium, which is the nine ninety nine version of Spotify. Wait, was it more package? There is a family oh, package the family of Spotify. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. More money than that. That's right. So that's $12.99 per month. So not only that, but they've also teamed up with HBO, add on $4.99 per month, and get HBO with it. The price is good for six months, after which it reverts to the regular price of $14.99 per, for the whole bundle. The offer will be available for a limited time, according to a Hulu spokesperson. Hulu began offering HBO, Showtime, and Cinemax as an add-on, as add-on subscriptions, by the way, since last July. So that's a thing you've been able to do. Yeah, I, I, now, I, I would know that. Buy, yeah, that's totally a thing. I, I, thought, I thought that was only a Amazon thing that you could add on. So no, it's similar. The Hulu way you can do it, it's similar to that, but it's also similar to the what PlayStation View offers as well. Oh, okay. Where it's basically like, bolt these things onto your existing subscription for a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Or 
you can boot drop your parents and have HBO yeah. now. Or if you want to watch that Halo show, then here's all these ways that you can get Showtime. Yes. All right. Also, if you're going to get Showtime, you might want to watch um, the Emmy-nominated Ray Donovan while you're yeah, at it. I mean, somebody should. Because <laughs> I have no idea who's watching that. And maybe the Paul Giamatti Billions. Maybe. Maybe. Actually, um, somebody did, did just mention Billions to me the other day. So somebody is watching Billions. <laughs> Someone's watching Billions. Someone. All right. What was it? One in a billion? One in a billion, probably. <laughs> Moving on, our next story is about Amazon, turns out, but specifically Amazon Studios. Yeah. So their, their production arm. Right. Um, the one that recently got rid of the Roy Price? Y- yeah. Yes. Well, we'll find out in a second. Uh, their crowdsourced script program. Remember that? Yeah, you could submit anything you wanted, and it could turn into an Amazon series. Well, guess why it's dead. Oh, no. It's officially dead and will now only produce stuff greenlit the traditional boring Hollywood way. Where I gotta know someone who knows someone to give them a script? Pretty much. The open submission process allowed anyone to break into showbiz and potentially have their idea turned into a movie or TV show if it was upvoted to the top of the pile. That open submission program was headed by the aforementioned Roy Price, who was ousted after sexual harassment allegations and replaced by Jennifer Salk, former president of NBC. So she However, lost traditional yeah, TV. So she is. She comes from the old school. However, out of all twenty thousand movie and seven thousand series projects, one screenplay, Gordimer Gibbons' Life on Normal Street, by a preschool teacher named David Anaxagoras, Anaxagoras, close enough, close enough, <laughs> was greenlit into a full series that produced only two seasons. Amazon said its Story Builder virtual corkboard tool for screenwriters is still available. Well, the story writer script writing tool is still available via web browser, but they will no longer accept script submissions. So, yeah, this was always something that I was like, had in the back of my mind, be like, yeah. huh, that's a cool idea. I should probably do that. But then I'm like, mate, I need time to do that. And I work full time, so that's never happening. Well, not only that, but the, the um, having, to, having your script be upvoted yeah, uh, to the knows. top of the pile. That's also a big... Um, it's a big get. D- yeah, like, That's deterrent. a really hard thing to do. Yeah, because you got to sell it on people who would, one, read all the submissions, yeah. and then upvote it instead of like your family and friends. It was a cool idea, definitely. A very, okay. very cool idea, and um, it sucks that, one, it was underutilized. Only one project succeeding kind of sucks out of thousands. Right. Uh, and two, it just sucks that you know new management's like, eh, get that crap out of here. It's like, I would like to see more stuff like this because the idea of getting an every person, like just an average Joe's like idea or Jill, uh, whoever, uh, idea getting to be on TV is like such a cool idea. And I wish more stuff was like that. Well, the, two years ago, they had the NBC Playhouse, yeah. which I don't think anything no, ever turned anything out of that. Out of that. No. So it's really hard. Off. It's really hard for a studio backed by money, yeah. backed by advertising to green light a random person's idea. Yeah. No it's really hard. It. It's, it's definitely a gamble that most people will not take. Yeah, turns out. Unless, you know, you're, what, NRATV? Just, <laughs> <anything? laughs> Just, yeah. Or, um, uh, Sinclair Broadcasting. Or, or, or Scientology. Scientology. Where you put whatever you want on your own channel. <laughs> Oh, I have a fun fact about Scientology uh, for you later. Anyways, it'll relate to the video game section, weirdly enough. Uh, Moving on to our last story in television. This is about USA Network. 
The network of USA has ordered four pilots, which represent, quote, a group of programming that really unites together around the idea of bold characters that are heroes, rebels, and icons. All of them have broad reach to match the scale of our audience. Oh, that's good. That is corporate speak. I know, that's corporate speak Ugh. for... We're going to try the most generic thing ever yeah. and make you know, Somebody make watches the shows, right? Like it. Somebody yeah. watches USA still, right? Well, they have all the characters. They're all welcome there. All right, tell me. Here, we're going to play a little game here. I'm going to read the, these shows and their synopsis, and you're going to tell me if you've watched this. Okay. First up, Treadstone. I've written heard. and produced by Heroes creator Tim Kring. Well, I like Tim Kring. Set in the world of Jason Bourne's CIA Black Ops program. Um, what do you think about Treadstone? Would you watch that? Tim Crane show about Jason Bourne's plot J- J- program J- J- without Jason Bourne. Yeah, it'd be without Jason Bourne, <laughs> and it'd be about new recruits going through that process. So, so Heroes means Quantico? Is that where That's what I'm going or? with, but... Would you watch that? No. No? No, okay. for the sole reason that uh, because they're all in one location already doing mm-hmm. training, doesn't make sense. Also... The Jason Bourne is more interesting. Yeah, in that world, uh, like like someone so going taken out of that world. Like someone trying to take down the corporation instead of yeah. someone working for the corporation. Yeah. Uh, how about if that one didn't uh, touch your fancy inappropriately? What about Briar Patch? Is this not the same thing? Briar Patch is from Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail. And is based off a Rob Ross. I almost said Rob Thomas novel. Rob Thomas. A Ross Thomas novel. Rob Thomas. It is a crime. Is it thr- so smooth? Yes, so smooth. It is a crime thriller about a female investigator searching for her sister's killer in Texas. What do you think about Briar Patch? Um, I I don't know. Why not just Why not just take this story, spin it into True Detective three. Or True Detective Season 4. So no? Is that what you're saying? All I'm saying is that this would probably be work better as a limited series than a serialized... You say that eventually version. she's going to find her sister's eventually killer? Eventually you got to find the sister's killer. <laughs> and if it becomes some part of some big conspiracy... And it worked for the X-Files. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> or did it? it that's uh-huh. what I'm saying. It, worked, it, it mm-hmm. sounds like it works better. Like Waco. Yeah. It works better in a limited Waco. event, not in Waco. a running series. Well, how about then, Dare Me? This one's from Peter Berg. It's described as Friday Night Lights meets competitive cheerleading in a small Midwestern town. This sounds all right. This sounds okay. Yeah. Um, I like Friday Night Lights. I like Peter Berg. He does. I like competitive cheerleading. Yeah, he definitely tells um, good uh, character-driven stories. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I just don't know if USA is the right network yeah, for no it. No one's going to watch this. Uh, put it on Freeform? Yeah, maybe. It'll be good. But. D- Dare Me. Dare Me is also not a great name. Yeah. Well, I guess you could just bring it on. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Which is so. like equivalent, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about uh, it that way. Is, is there a cheerleading move that they could have used instead? Mm-hmm. Maybe. All right. Like, and lastly, up? lastly, will you watch. The, oh, Twirlers? Tumblers? Tumblers. Tumblers. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Tumblers. No, 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 Fly Girls. Fly Girls. Yeah, I think that's what they're called when they toss them in the air. They're called Fly Girls. That, no, that's just a documentary about the Fly Girls from uh, In Living Color. Because they're so fly? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving on uh, to our... Or no, not moving on yet. We have one last USA pilot. Oh, uh, one... Yes, there was four. The fourth one. How about Erase? 
from co-creator and star Dennis Leary. He stars as an ex-cop released from prison. Get this. It was a photographic memory. No way. And is trying to right all the wrongs that were done to him. What's the catch? While also struggling with early onset Alzheimer's. Ugh. This sounds painful. <laughs> I cringed. And it's and called read that. Erase. Get it? Because his memory is being erased. Erase. No. This is dumb. I Dennis don't Leary. See it no. What are you doing? Uh, I mean, what he does. So yeah, this is a bad idea. No one will watch this uh, show. Alright, now we're done uh, with television news. Uh, actually, not quite. Uh, in addition to these four, <laughs> okay. USA, USA is also working on a Suits spinoff oh, God. show. Uh, yeah, Suits Ties. is still going out. It's called Ties, right? It's called Dresses. Dresses? Yes. Pantsuits? <laughs> Skirts. <laughs> <laughs> Skirts! Sorry, Cardi B. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Uh, and, in addition to that, uh-huh. a Purge TV series. So a TV show based on the movie franchise, The Purge. Yes, which is weird because The Purge happens one night out of the year. So what do you do with the, all the rest of the sh- episodes? In the, in I the guess season? one season would be one year. I guess. You do you do 12, 12 episodes, each one an hour, 24 style? I guess. Or I mean, that's the only way I can see that working. Yeah, I don't know. That's such a weird concept. Because the purge happens for twelve hours. It's a limited thing. Yeah, or it's you know, it's an anthology thing where it's you know, like I said, every year. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a different year with a different cast. It makes sense as a movie. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Okay. All right. Let's uh, move out of television news now. You have some thoughts about a television show. Oh yes. You watched Lost in Space. How yeah. how's Lost in Space? The new one. Not the nineteen ninety five or nineteen ninety eight movie Lost in Space. Not the original nineteen sixties television show Lost in Space, but this new twenty eighteen Lost in Space. So I wish Netflix would put the amount of money it, that they do into the production budget. Uh, yeah. Into the script format. <laughs> into writing these things. Oh no. Cause it looks great. But? It looks like a movie. It feels cinematic. Everything about this visually is stunning. Unfortunately, yes. it falls into traditional TV tropes uh, where someone is constantly in danger. Someone always... There has to be very incremental world building. Very incremental story arcs to the point where everything just feels like it moves slowly and I'm slowly not caring mm-hmm. because of it. Yeah. And you can, there's only so many times you can put kids in <laughs> mortal danger <laughs> and have them survive until it becomes, well, you know they're going to get out of it. Because the show wouldn't keep going if everybody died. Correct. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like that sucks. I mean, I'm only halfway through it, and what I'm watching, I'm liking. It's just that I don't see the purpose. I don't see who this audience is for. What this is show is for? Yeah, I don't know who they're trying to target in this thing. Like they're trying to. I, it feels like they're trying to put families together so they can sit sit around and watch it because yeah. there's something for the adults, there's something for the kids, but 
the two worlds don't necessarily mesh well together. It's a weird thing that I'm glad it exists, but I just don't. Yeah. I just don't see how you can keep raising the stakes and keep putting people in danger and not having any consequences from it. Mm-hmm. Like they tried to do it in like in the very beginning uh, with some psychological uh, consequences. Like, oh, now this person's afraid of water because of what happened. Now this person's afraid, or has caution to the robot because of what happened. Now this person is fearful for the family because of what happened. But then, like, two, like, because they're each an hour long, by the end of the episode, or by the end of the next episode, they kind of get over it. (laughs) Yeah. And nothing really... Stakes sticks or stays that long, and there are no stakes, and the stakes <laughs> are very limited. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they're not the only family lost in space. No, because of course they're not. Because if they were, it'd be super boring. Yeah. Because that's I mean, it's the last man on earth problem. Is that if this was actually about that, it would be it would last one episode. <laughs> it can't be about that. So right. yeah, they're not really lost in space. Well, it's not it's not the Robinsons lost in space. In yeah. space. It's this. This colony lost uh-huh. in space. Yeah. And so this colony is crash landed on a Earth like atmospheric That's world. Convenient. I know. Convenient. That's super convenient. Yeah. And so as they try and explore the world, they're also trying to establish society. Uh-huh. So it's kind of around the point where it's gotten away from the family Robinsons dynamic and gotten more <laughs> into a society. Space Family Robinson. Space Family Robinson. <laughs> All right, so sounds like this is def- a definite not recommend. Um, sounds like you're slogging through it. Watch it with caution. Yeah, you don't have to watch it. There's nothing groundbreaking nothing about cool it. Going There's on nothing here. where I'm like, you guys have to watch it. This is gonna be the thing everyone's gonna be talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like that was cool. Yeah, like I enjoyed like, it. It didn't hurt thing. me. I don't feel any worse for watching it. It's just that nothing's happened from it. Yeah. It did, so don't bother. Not worth your time. Yeah, but I also... That seems to be the problem with Netflix, though, that a lot of the shows coming out are like, well, it's there if you want to watch it, yeah, but it you exists. don't need to. Yeah. It's there if you want to watch it, but How you don't How about need this? To. We will let you know if something is totally 100% worth watching. We will definitely tell you. Yeah. So, yeah. If not, though, eh, probably, probably just, I don't know, if you're really bored, turn it on. All right, let's move on from television into cancellations and renewals. We have a big block here. Uh, so let's start at the very, very top. We have a renewal of brand new Barry on HBO. It's getting a second season. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying Barry. I'm enjoying watching that. Yeah. I you have yet to... That. <laughs> I haven't really... I didn't have context for the episode you guys were watching, so it yeah. didn't really work. I was like, I don't know what's going on here, so I'm only going to half pay attention. Right. Uh, also renewed for a sixth season is Silicon Valley on HBO. Yes. Um... Can they do it again? Six times? Six seasons in a movie. I guess. Well, it's going to get a sixth season. Question is, though, will it be the last one? Yeah. It feels like it should be. It feels like it should be. Speaking of finales that feels like they should happen, uh, a cancellation of one of my former favorites, uh, Broad City, finally will be getting canceled after its fifth season, which is planned to air in 2019. This makes sense because this was the extension they got. They got the deal for seasons four and five. They did mm-hmm. not get a deal beyond that. 
So it makes sense that if this is where they've chosen to end the show. Well, not only that, but the creators have uh, gone into doing, on. Doing different projects. Yes. Uh, Ali Jacobson's doing that Abby thing Jacobson's on doing, uh, yeah, that movie. Uh, Amazon. And uh, Alana's been doing a lot of, Alana Glazer's been doing a lot of voice work yes. lately. That's kind of her new thing. Abby Jacobson's also going to be in that uh, Disenchanted show on Netflix, the oh, yes. animated Matt Groening show. Right. Uh, so yeah, they, they, they're moving on to bigger and better things. Um, I think that the first two seasons of Broad City are some of the best television in the last 10 years, so check those out if you missed it. But other than that, though, you can probably skip out. Maybe watch a few episodes from the season four. I never four. finished the past season. I haven't finished season four either. I got pretty close. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think you're on just, episode 10. The highs aren't as high. Right. But it's consistent. That's the thing about that show is that season three and four are consistent. The just the the gags aren't as hard hitting as they were in the first two seasons. Well, I think because we've already been through those seasons yeah. with these characters. But man, those first two seasons are good. So yeah. check those out if you missed. Uh, Jessica Jones gets a third season on Netflix. Grant Chester. Grant Chester gets a fourth season on PBS. I'm just seeing if you knew what Grinch is. No, was. no, no. Uh, I don't know who that is. On My Block gets, two season, uh, gets a second season on Netflix. NCIS gets a 16th season on CBS. What was that? 16th. 16th NCIS, season. NCIS, 16th seasons of NCIS. There are kids learning to drive that have not lived in a world without NCIS. This is true. I Love You America, that's the I love show uh, with Sarah Silverman, uh, gets an 11 episode second season. And next thing is name a show that CBS didn't renew because here's all the ones they did. 48 Hours, 60 Minutes, The Amazing Race, Blue Bloods, Bull, Hawaii Five-O, MacGyver, Madam Secretary, NCIS Los Angeles, NCIS New Orleans, and Survivor. So, I mean, all their hits? <laughs> all their hits are coming back. This is nothing... This is not surprising. Yeah. CBS, when are you ever going to change your lineup? It's been like this for, what, 16 years now? Yeah. Seriously. All right. Now for f- deaths and man, we have four heavy deaths this week. All right. Heavy hitters. All of them. All of them are heavy. First up, Milos Foreman, age 86, a director. Famous for? I, I don't believe that it's Milios. Milios. Well, yes, yes. It's one uh, correct, correct. Well... Because um, when in a spelling, there's like all the symbols over it. Oh, so you didn't... Uh, over, over the, 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 Formatting. the, the vowels. Formatting, sorry. Yes. Age 86 was the director of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Amadeus, The People vs. Larry Flint, and won the Oscar for Best Director in 1976 and 1985, yeah. I think. You have the year 7,985, <laughs> which has not occurred. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's 1985. Yeah. Uh, I believe he did win for Amadeus, because that, that ended up winning Amadeus. Best Picture, so... Amadeus. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that, and yeah, killer, killer, uh, uh rep there. All yeah. those movies. Next up, here's a sad one. If you've ever enjoyed any movie with a drill sergeant in it... You've heard the voice of the drill Arlie sergeant. Arlie Ermey. Arlie Ermey, age 74, has passed away. Famous for, of course, Full Metal Jacket, where his most notable, uh... Uh, phrases come from mm-hmm. uh, Toy Story he was the voice of the lead uh, uh, green so, soldier yes the sergeant to Texas, and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre also um, a classic episode of The Simpsons uh, <laughs> where he uh, gets to say the line porno 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 which is pretty good 
So yeah, um, he will definitely be missed and his voice. Yes. Uh, but next up, uh, hmm. the toughest, uh, toughest death this week. Harry Anderson, age, age 65, actor from Dave's World, Night Court, and the original It. Night Court. Night Court. Night Mr. Court. Night Court himself. He played the, the star of that show. Uh, he a magician slash judge. Yes. <laughs> he will be missed. Uh, also, uh, Bob, how do you pronounce this? Bar- Barbara Bush? Barbara Barbara. I don't know. Some some former first lady. I don't know. Maybe maybe gave birth to uh, one of our presidents. Age ninety two. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Moving yeah. on. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Barbara Bush did die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, reading up on her, she was married to her husband for quite a long time. Turns out, Matt, give me that year. I don't know. How long was she married? I don't know. I don't care. Until she was married <laughs> up until 2018. Yes. Literally until now? Yeah, literally until now. Uh, <laughs> the chick's out. 72 years. 72? That's a long yes. time to get married to uh, anybody. Uh, yeah, that's a long time to know anyone. Wait, that math doesn't check out. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, I guess it does. 92. For some reason, I was thinking... <laughs> 82. I was like, that's, a, that's gross. But no, that makes more sense. Yeah. She was, right. no, she, no, she wasn't married in 72. Yeah, you know. She was married for 72, 72 years. years. I was like, yeah, 72... 92, 20, that makes sense. Anyways. Yes. Okay. But yeah, I mean, think about that. Someone, if you've lived your life three times over. <laughs> yes. That would be as long as she knew her husband. That's a lot of lives. I know, right? That's a long time. All right. Moving on to music. Let's talk about some music right. with uh, the Billboard bill- charts. So, I, I believe we do have some new it happened. poppers. It happened. We have a brand new number one song. So, but God's <laughs> Plan is finally not number one anymore. Yes, but don't get too excited. Because it just got replaced by another Drake song. Oh, no. Which I have cut off the top of. <laughs> I think it's called Nice for What? Yes, Nice for yes. What by yeah. Drake. Is your new number one song in the country? Yes. yes. Next up is as a number two is God's Plan. Just dropping one spot. Meant to be by BB Rexa and Florida Georgia Line is number three. You'll be seeing Florida Georgia Line pretty soon here uh, at yes. the Stage Coach Music Festival. Yes, I will be. Number four, Psycho with by Post Malone featuring Ty Dolla Sign, and number five, Live Alive by Block Boy JB featuring Drake. So Drake is on three songs in the top five this week. Why? 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 What's up with Drake? Why is... He's just a chart topper, man. Uh, next up is your Billboard 200, which is your album chart. You have the num- new number one album in the country as well this week, Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B. The debut of Cardi B is your number one album. Number two, America by 30 Seconds to Mars debuts at number two. And it will drop immediately. Oh, it will. Number three dropping from last week is My Dear Melancholy by the weekend. Number four. Because the dot, dot, dot ellipse. Crawling up, back up for no well, no reason at all. Number four is the greatest showman soundtrack. You know why. And number five dropping down and hopefully still dropping later uh, in the future. Question mark by Temptation. And that is your top 200 albums. That's because that Greatest Showman album is great. Yes, I've heard. Yes. It is. Upcoming releases this Friday. 
First up, a perfect circle with Eat the Elephant. No, thank you. Perfect circle. I am full. Alexis Taylor with Beautiful Thing. Blackstone Cherry with Family Tree. The Brothers Osborne with Port St. Joe. Are they going to be a stagecoach? Yes, they will that be. That checks out. Drinks, with all caps, uh, which is a... I, I think that's two people. I don't remember. With Hippo Light. Jake Hole with Cod. K-O-D. K-O-D. Kimbra with Primal Heart. Lord Huron with Vide Noir. Pennywise with Never Gonna Die. Tesseract with Sonder. Thievery Corporation with Treasure from the Temple. And that is it for new releases. All right, let's get to some music news. Our first bit of music news is kind of a cool one. Uh, So you may have seen Kendrick Lamar in the news this week because he is the first winner of the music Pulitzer Prize that is not a classical or jazz artist. Yeah, so normally when the uh, Pulitzer Prize for music goes out, it's for anyone who has written classical pieces mm-hmm. or used traditional instruments like a piano, a cello, a rigatoni, a mozzarella. Uh, you, you, you lost. I'm losing music. I got into food there. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> but yeah. it's traditionally a, a, a prize awarded to more classical com- com- compositions. But... Not anymore. Kendrick Lamar's Damn has won. Damn. And received the Pulitzer Prize for music. It is the first on a classical or jazz artist, uh, a, a piece of music to win the award. Released last year, uh, I'm guessing this is a quote from the Pulitzer Yes, from the Pulitzer people. Is a virtuosic song collection unified by its vernacular authenticity and rhythmic dynamism that offers affecting vignettes capturing the complexity of modern American modern African-American life. So, and then you take a sip from your Merlot. I know. Were you wondering <laughs> what it was against? Yes. Well, what was it was it against? against Quartet by Michael Gilbertson, a masterwork in a traditional format, and Sound from the Bench by Ted Hearn, a five-movement fontata... What's a fontata? That raises, I know what a cantata is. That raises questions about the cross-currents of power through excerpts from Supreme Court rulings and ventriloquism textbooks. What the hell did I just read? I know, right? <laughs> um, so, I have some additional little, little bit that's kind of interesting that I saw about this. I was reading an article, uh, I believe posted on Billboard, uh, about this, where they said that the reason why uh, this was considered was that the judges um, were talking about why they don't uh, involve modern music kind of in, into this category. Why don't they involve modern music? But when they were having this, this debate, one person brought up, hey, why do we include jazz that's influenced by hip-hop with, not, when hip-hop. not including hip-hop itself? And that got them talking about modern hip-hop, which led to Kendrick Lamar, which led to every judge being like, wait, what are we doing? Let's just give it to Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> So they did. So yeah, it's kind of cool uh, that they, they're doing this. Hopefully this will open up the scope of the Pulitzer uh, voting into uh, all sorts of different kinds of music, which will be really, really neat. I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah, it'll be interesting if they continue with this. Um, it might make Pulitzer more mm-hmm. relevant or or, or at least... Ex- no, no, what's the word I'm looking for? Not yeah. relevant. Relevant. Prestige. Prestige. You're looking for prestige. Yeah, prestige. Yeah, that would be cool. That is yeah. definitely a cool idea. 
All right, uh, moving on to someone who probably won't win uh, the the Pulitzer Prize for Music anytime soon. Michael Bay? Huey Lewis. Oh. The lead singer, of course, of Huey Lewis in the News, has had to cancel all his 2018 performances due to hearing loss, though he said he can still hear people he can't hear music well enough to sing. The lower frequencies distort violently in his ears, making it impossible to find his pitch. Doctors believe he has Meniere's disease and can't perform until he improves. Meniere's disease, by the way, is an inner ear disorder that causes episodes of vertigo. He hopes that one day soon he'll be able to perform again. Well, I, I have a, a, a suggestion for don't, him. Don't sing so loudly? No. His music's too loud? No. No. Oh. I was going to say, my suggestion to him was he can find healing through... The power, power of love. love. So yeah, that was my Huey Lewis in the news joke. Moving on. Uh, well, okay. On a side <laughs> note, uh, t- yes. they're talking about uh, artists who are, have been hospitalized or you know sidelined. Yes. Teddy Rogers. Oh no. Has unfortunately canceled uh, the remaining of his tours as well on doctor's advice. Okay. Uh, that means he will not be at Stagecoach and I will not be seeing him. Well, uh, no. This is they... it's due to a series of health. Challenges, and I'm trying not to get you to say your joke. <laughs> I mean, I get why you would do that. I mean, somebody who who um, uh, uh, you know performs so much and then has to pull out, you gotta know when to hold them, and you gotta know when to fold them. Are you done? Are you happy? Are you satisfied? <laughs> I'm very satisfied. All right. Okay, our final story in music here is about a uh, radio station that I'm actually uh, fairly familiar with. Uh, is it because it's in Seattle? Uh, oh, sorry, it's not the final story. I've mixed these stories, but I, I might as well do this one first since I set it up. Wait, which one? Seattle radio station KEXP FM uh, has uh, gotten a little bit of money. The largest ever philanthropic gift of $10 million to a Seattle radio station has been given. All we know is that her name, the donor, was Suzanne. She loves music. And she wished to remain anonymous. So thank you, Suzanne, for so being anonymous. For Su- anonymous, Suzanne. <laughs> the bulk of the money will be placed in a long-time reserve and provide seed money for education programs aimed at inspiring younger audiences to engage their curiosity around music. In addition, the money will also go towards the station's digital content strategy and improvements to radio programming. So this is awesome for me because KEXP does a lot of, um, of streams of uh, their live uh of live performances by bands I follow. Uh, so they, I, I watch a lot of their YouTube videos of these live performances. Since I don't live in Seattle and cannot listen to the station myself. There is an internet version of the station where anybody can uh, plug in and listen though. So if this sounds cool to you, check out KEXP. They uh, highlight a lot of smaller bands, especially Seattle area bands, that don't get a lot of play. Uh, so check that out if that sounds cool. I'm glad they got money. Yeah. Um, so this technically isn't the largest Okay. This is the largest to a single Seattle. radio station. Radio uh, station. What is the largest ever? Do you largest know? ever was a $200 million donation. Whoa. To NPR and NPR affiliates. Okay. Well, that's not one station, to be fair. Right. And and that was by uh, Ray Kroc's wife. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I forget her first name. Mrs. Kroc. Mrs. McDonald. But yes. Mrs. McDonald <laughs> gave NPR and NPR's affiliates yes. um, $200 million. Good to know. Then lastly, our last story has to do with Dire Straits, the band. Oh, not not, not my living situation. General Dire Straits, haha. 
Dire Straits, the band, Brit- the British rock group, has been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, we knew this. But... We, we, we reported on this. But get this. Their induction was a little weird. They were without, of course, their lead singer and guitarist, Mark Knopfler, who chose to not turn up to the ceremony. Their bassist, John Esley, tried to explain, I'll assure you it's a personal thing. Knopfler had said in an interview with Billboard that he just didn't feel like going and it didn't appeal to him. The band also did not perform after speaking, but Isley did compliment Knopfler for writing and ought from the crowd. A what now? In yeah, do you have a heart attack? <laughs> writing and ought from the crowd. And to from the crowd. And write for, for writing and to from the I have no idea what you're trying to say. <laughs> I don't know. It was a quote. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. He said something. Yeah. All he right. was just thanking the crowd. He was just thanking people uh, for listening to their music. Um, <laughs> but not being there to accept your award? Come on, man. Yeah, it's, a little, it's a little bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you only get inducted one time. All right. That's if, if ever. Yeah, if, if ever. ever. You ever do. That's it for music news, but we're not done with music yet. You have to, uh, an album to talk about. I do. You uh, apparently listened to Rearview Town by Jason Aldean. So, well, I'm going to go through this really quickly. Okay. Because the album is, is actually really quickly. It's exactly what you think it is? It's exactly what you think it is. So if you like I don't know Jason what this Aldean... New, I don't know what this new trend is, but um, Luke Bryan did this last year with uh-huh. his album, where it wasn't big rock songs, it was... Slowed down, soulful, I'm gonna take it easy songs. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what this album is Basically, as well. Are you saying people learned from the wrong Kenny Chesney? Maybe. Like yeah. everybody was like, oh, Kenny Chesney seems to oscillate between these party songs and these boys. It's like songs. every other album was. Yeah. Here's, well, cause it's, I'm partying on the beach. Oh, now I'm super sad. Because Jason Aldean's last album, yeah. uh, Six String Circus, yeah, it was, was, was it all parties yeah. and all rock and very heavy in the guitar. It was boot country. Yeah. <laughs> It was loud and in your face, and I loved it. <laughs> this one, Rearview, Rearview Town. Yeah, it's not that. Is exactly. It, it takes the single that came out, Rearview Town, and yeah. I talked, Brittany talked about that uh, two weeks ago when it premiered. And then just use that. And as just the use that over and over. That's just the template. That's just change it. So now, is Jason Aldean going to be at your stagecoach adventure? Uh, no. No. Uh, he was apparently. Um, our guess that he was supposed to be, but because they blew all their budget on Garth Brooks. Oh, they couldn't afford They couldn't afford team. anyone else. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Garth Brooks is expensive, man. Yeah. But yeah, well, I mean. He's the number one selling artist of the 90s. And what year is it? It's 2018. <laughs> okay. So there you go. So hey, still... 90s money. That's a lot of money. That's when back when people were buying music. <laughs> back in the cassette days? Back in those CD days. <laughs> Uh, right. But yeah, uh, Rear Town is out right now. It's wor- It's not. Uh, I can't say listen to it actually. No. Yeah, it's just like eh. Rear if you Town's, like Jason Aldean, check it out. Rear Town's okay, but everything there's nothing. No big songs on album. If you like a slowed down Jason Aldean, if you like him, like just sitting there trying to play only to you. Yeah. Then yeah, it'll work for Me? you. Yeah, like 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 if he's playing directly to you, then it, it works. But if you want that kind of experience, just listen to Casey Musgraves instead. Right. You get a better, better experience out of it. Yeah. I just realized what might have been a problem. No, no, uh, no that's fine. Uh, you get a better experience out of it. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. 
I can't. I, I usually try and say good stuff about stuff. I usually try and put the positive, but I, I can't for this album. <laughs> you just said kind of nothing. Well, because because I didn't really enjoy Weary Town. It was just an okay, and that whole album is just okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, I get if he's trying to oscillate between the two different vibes of Jason Aldean, between, between party rock and country, if he's trying to go between the two. Mm-hmm. This just happens to be the country version, not the party rock version. What you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So check that out, I guess, if you have some spare time. Uh, next. Do you listen uh, to anything? No, I did not. Uh, I'm still, I'm still uh, trapped in the the two two in a row hit of Casey Musgraves and uh, Hop Along. I'm kind of still stuck on those two. So, also it wasn't really that crazy of last Friday. Besides that, so I didn't list a whole lot else. Okay. This week, though, I think there's a couple of things coming out, but we'll see. All right. Did we ever go through new releases? Yes, we did. I mean, that aren't <laughs> listed on new releases. Next up is video games, of course, and we have upcoming video games as well this week. Yes, this is the week you guys have been waiting for, PS4 owners, because it's none other than God of War. And reviews have hit. Reviews have already hit. People love this game, and we're going to check it out starting tomorrow night. Yes, we'll be doing a live stream of God of War starting at 9 p.m., Pacific time. Pacific time. Uh, 12 a.m. Eastern, yeah. so, when it officially unlocks. So, yeah, instead of playing it, watch us play it. Uh, if you are interested in God of War. So that's a yes. big hit, and that's a PS4 exclusive, so yes. get that on this week. Right. Normally, we wouldn't go ahead and just flat out buy. But in this case, but you've said you case, bought every God of War game so far. So why stop now? Yes, and then reviews hit, and they're saying it's really good. Yeah. And um, it the so I was very already like pretty much gonna buy it, but the reviews basically put me on the top where all right, I gotta play this thing right now. Give it to me. Yeah. So so true. That was me in Uncharted. Yeah. Four. I was just like I wasn't gonna buy it, and I'm like nah, I'm gonna buy this. Yeah. Right. One of the rare, rare instances where uh, other people's opinions. Not necessarily mattered, but definitely... But, but infl- help the influence. Help yeah. you push you to do something you probably were already going to. Yeah, uh, confirmation <laughs> bias. A confirmation. Let's put that. <laughs> Alright, also coming out this week, that's not the only thing this 420. You also have Yakuza 6, The Song of Life for PS4. Do you say Yakuza or Yakuza? It's, it's, I think it's Yakuza. Okay. Yaku- I don't think it's Yakuza. Yakuza just makes me think of koozies. Uh... Uh, also, it's spring again for the Switch, which I don't know what that is, but oh, it's, it's spring me. again. Uh, the Nintendo Labo uh, comes out on the 20th, which, if you missed that whole thing, is a cardboard craft kit slash video game for the Switch. Uh, two versions will be released uh, this week. The variety kit, which is stuff like the, uh, the, the, the puppets the, 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 the basic the piano. Cardboard. The basic cardboard box. But also the robot kit, where you can build a robot and play it in in a robot in-game with your built robot. Yes. Uh, so all that is this week, so something for everybody here. I still don't know what except, it's spring again is. But. Yes, everything, everything except for Xbox. We had no release yeah, this week. Yeah, which is par for the course. Yeah. All right, our first video game snooze story is about Konami. After. So, yeah, so... 
They got rid of some people. Yeah. After a 10-year partnership, the 2018 UEFA Champions League... That's football. I mean, sorry. That's soccer. No, that's football. It's fo- fo- football. Yes. Uh, final in Kiev. Kiev. That's not how you spell Kiev. That's we'll, how they spell it. <laughs> we'll beat the last one. It might not be Kiev then. <laughs> I don't know what Kiev is. <laughs> the UE. I think Kiev Kiev was the guy in the back of the class who ate glue. No, that's Ski. Oh, that's Ski. <laughs> um, UEFA Champions League. Stop making me say that. Offered the perfect. It's hard to say. All those letters. Uh, offered the perfect meet. I'm guessing you got this off the press release. Yes. Uh, the perfect media activation platform. What the hell does that mean? For Konami. It has been a key feature. Okay. I'm going to cut through all this. Uh, so the, the partnership is ending. The partnership between uh, the UEFA, which is a football division. Uh, sorry, a soccer division. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and the Pro Evolution Soccer Games has ended. So Konami will no longer be working with that organization with their Pro Evolution Soccer Games. That's a way easier way to write that story. I know, right? <laughs> but then you don't get to struggle through oh, everything. It was so hard to through read. Through the press release. By the way, I didn't read the other two times you have UEFA on here. All right. Yes. But yeah, uh, but so... So, yeah. It was like EA's FIFA game will be the only soccer game in town. I mean, maybe. This doesn't say that they're ending Pro Evolution. This also doesn't say that they're ending their deals with those teams. It's just saying that this specific organization they're ending their deal with. Yeah. All right. Next up is a story about everybody's favorite PC game for five-year-olds, Minecraft. One of our uh, most popular games in the world, in fact. Roughly 40,000 Minecraft accounts have now been compromised. They've been infected with malware that has been designed to reformat hard drives and delete backup data and system programs. Which is uh, really bad. Yeah, that, that means they, they basically your once computer becomes a very expensive paperweight. Oh no. So this is all according to antivirus provider Avast. They say that a handful of skins uploaded to the official Minecraft domain are embedded. Wow, your iPad just flew out. <laughs> Alright. Okay. They're embedded with something. Let's find out what. God. Um, what are they embedded with? They're embedded with. A simple malicious PowerShell script that can destroy data. Users have also received some vaguely threatening messages, like, quote, you are nailed by a new computer. This is a piece of shit. Or, my favorite, you have maxed your internet usage for a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so those little sly little jabs that, like, you stop playing Minecraft. Well, not only that, but look at you trying to download yeah. mods. What are you doing, man? So yeah, this is bad uh, because obviously there's a lot of children playing Minecraft, and so this is affecting a lot of people who do not know what's going on. But also, this is just gives cre- your parents credence to not download anything. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna give our computer a virus. Yeah, more that. But then this case is true. I know, unfortunately, it's real. So yeah, that sucks. That's bad. Hopefully. Um, uh, Mojang, which is a Microsoft operation, uh, will get behind this quick and come out with a fix. All right, next up, hopefully something else they'll fix. The next Call of Duty. Yes, Black Ops 4, or as the internet has been calling it, 
Black Ops I I I I because the some logo reason, is four eyes. Yeah, for some reason they can't put a V in there. <laughs> nope. Just a V. Reading numerals, man. It's just eyes, right? That's how that works. Uh, but yeah, the next Call of Duty Black Ops Four may not have a single player campaign. This is at this, all. So this is a rumor, but it's also one that they are not shying away from. Yeah, they're not denying it. Yeah. So, in case this is, uh, if you're probably, some of our audience is probably thinking, oh, that's fine. No one plays the single player campaigns in Call of Duty anymore. It's all about the multiplayer, right? Well, yes, you're technically right. I do feel like a large amount of the audience for Call of Duty does focus on multiplayer and really doesn't touch the campaign as much. I, myself, have been in that camp for the last few Call of Duties as well. That being said, there's a caveat here, and that caveat is Black Ops. Black Ops the has a thing, very interesting storyline. Yeah, line. the thing about the Black Ops games has always been that they take risks with their campaigns. Mm-hmm. Black well, Ops the, 1 they're and... They're period pieces. Yeah, Black Ops 1 and 2 kind of played around with Cold War kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was... the Black Ops 2 was the first of uh, the Call of Duty series to kind of look into the future combat and, like, tease future stuff at the very end of the game, which became the thing that this franchise was doing for the next few games. And Black Ops 3 had something really cool in the campaign where they were playing around with branching paths, which was also a first for the Call of Duty games. So they were trying some really interesting stuff narratively with the, the Black Ops games. So to just completely throw story out of Black Ops seems kind of bad to me. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, uh, people were actually confused about if... Just single player in general is going to be yeah. uh, removed. But because they do have... Uh, Call of Duty does have their zombie mode, which you can play right. as a single player. So Apparently that will, that will still return. be a thing. But... No campaign. Actual campaign yeah. may not exist. So yeah, or uh, if it does, of... it won't be, be like a tutorial thing and not be as in-depth yeah. as it probably should, could, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I kind of hope this is not true. I would like to see them try another, try their hand in another Call of Duty Black Ops campaign because I think there's really interesting stuff they could do with it. But I understand the reality of the business and it is expensive. So I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being true. Yeah, plus it was only a matter of time before any of the big shooters would take up the mantle or at least try and give... Either PUBG yes. or Fortnite, a run for their I money. I was j- just going to segue into the second part of the story, which is probably the more important part. Yeah. Which is, yes, the other side of this rumor is that the game will ha- likely have a Battle Royale mode, similar to PUBG and Fortnite. Yes, a last man standing, so to speak. A hundred Black Ops enter via parachute. And I die upon landing and because I'm just that bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so chances are that will happen. I guess in an interview, uh, somebody said. Yeah, th- there was no source uh, given. Uh, the quote was, It became evident that development on the single player campaign wouldn't be completed by the game's October release date. So the way that's phrased almost makes me think is, maybe at launch there won't be? But maybe it'll be a little DLC, like a, like a download later, like in a few months, be like, download the campaign for Black Ops 4. But then why would I pay for a $60 game that doesn't have a, that's incomplete? That is a good question that I cannot answer. The only answer I have for you is that it's freaking Call of Duty and people will do it anyways. 
I know, yeah, that's the unfortunate thing is that people will indeed spend the money yep. for things like that. It's Call of Duty. Or if they don't, this is finally when Activision maybe puts it to bed. The Call of Duty franchise? Yeah, so we'll see. Well, mm, they did have some success with World War Two. Yeah, I mean, there is that huge rumor that that's even influenced Battlefield to go back to World War Two. Yeah. So on the EA side of things. So we'll see what happens there, too. All right. That's enough about Call of Duty. Next up, a big franchise and uh, big franchise news: Watch Dogs. Did you re- do you remember Watch Dogs? You mean Watch underscore Dogs? Yes, Watch underscore Dogs. Three. A uh, three has been tossing around in the rumor mill for a while. Well, we have a little well, bit of signs. Well, it has been about two years. Since it has underscore Watch underscore Dogs two. So yeah, some signs are beginning to be uncovered that may point to the unveiling of the next game. The UPlay, that's Ubisoft's. Uh, kind of community thing. Yeah, it's their self-run um, gov- not government, self-run platform yeah, that, that keeps all your Ubisoft games intact. So yeah, their website appeared in admin console on it to discover information, including a list of unreleased games. Then, there was a tweet from the official Watch Dogs account cryptically stating, this is everything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> most recently, an Central video stating that Sam, the Siri-esque assistant built into Ubisoft's mobile app, said, Watch Dogs 3 is not finished yet, but from the last early build I tried, it's very solid. While Ubisoft stated, we do not comment on rumor and speculation, that classic bottled quote, we may have to wait for E3 for an official trailer or response. So yeah, chances are you'll hear something about Watch Dogs 3 at E3, probably not much beforehand, unless something leaks... Yeah, so that, um, the April Fool's thing was that you could type in, like, uh, I think DeadSec is the organization they use yeah. for the hacking, and you could, like, view coded upcoming release games that were already announced. Oh. So it wasn't really that, uh, that Isn't much. that weird? No. But that video is interesting, because if you do it yourself, uh, through the, uh, Ubisoft app, It'll uh, and try and ask you about Watch Dogs Three. It'll say, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> Whereas the one in the video yeah. gives you a different, response, different response. But that's because it's from someone inside the team mm-hmm. doing that video. So it could be a hint to it. And that's where everyone's going towards. Maybe that, and it's also like about time. You know, it's been it is about time. About it's two years. And also, if they're doing, if they're doing their. Uh, kind of back and forth with their franchises. Yeah, Watch Dogs is up next because Assassin's Creed was last year. Yep. Uh, So, uh, that'll do it for video game news. And that'll do it for the Media Boat Podcast. Yeah, I don't think we were playing anything new. Uh, Oh, we played... We wrapped up baseball. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, uh, we we already talked about God of War. Uh, Uh, I've been playing Mad Max, the free game on PS Plus. That is an open world game as an open world as it can be. Yeah. It's very in-depth. I'm enjoying it. I'm never seem to run out of anything to do in that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, I will, it very it seems very easy to complete 100% yeah. uh, before I move on to each next uh, portion of the open world. But I'm having fun with it. Uh, okay. It's free. I'm glad it's free. Uh, definitely something I would not pay full price for. Yeah. Uh, you know, but so far it's not a terrible game. I mean, it is also three years old at this point, I think. Yeah. But, uh, it's 
Definitely worth checking out if you have a PS Plus account. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, like I said, that'll do it for the Media Boat Podcast. So let's wrap it up. All right. Plug us in. First of all, even though we had technical difficulties tonight with our live stream, we typically are live on Wednesday nights. You can catch us live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific time on our YouTube channel. Go on YouTube and search Media Boat Podcast to find us. Subscribe, click that little bell, and you'll find uh, you'll be notified every time we go live. So you'll see us live every time with a new show just for you. You can also find the audio version of this podcast on Apple Podcasts via Media Boat Podcast, or you can find Media Boat Podcast on any RSS feed-driven podcast machine out there. So check it out. You can also go to our website, MediaBoatPodcast.com, where we post News stories every once in a while. Features every once in a while. I'm slacking on that this week. Uh, you can also find our thoughts about things, about television shows we've been watching, movies that we've seen, video games that we've played, music that we've heard, all of that in written form on MediaVotePodcast.com. You can also... Uh, you can also... Uh, You're saying? This has distracted me. Um, uh, you can also find uh, us on social media. Yeah. We're on Twitter at MediaBoatCast. We're on Facebook. Just search MediaBoatPodcast there. We are on uh, Patreon. If you want to help us out with money and make this content even better than it is and get exclusive content just for you, you can help us by donating. And guess what? Get this, guys. You can donate as little as a dollar a month. That's nothing. That is one-fourth of a copy. That is... That is one half of a rock band song. Just a dollar every month can help us help you get all the cool news. So what are you waiting for? Go on patreon.com slash mediaboatpodcast and go there. Check us out. Lastly, we will be streaming some God of War for you this weekend on twitch.tv slash mediaboat. So check that out, twitch.tv slash mediaboat. We will be live on Thursday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Yes. So check that out. Um, I will try and stream as much as I can yeah. throughout the week uh, in order to complete the story for you guys. Yeah, so Thursday night, probably a little bit of... Well, not on Friday, guys, uh, because you'll be gone by then, Friday night. Why would I be gone? Oh, you're not leaving Friday night? For what? I figured you would be. Because you're going to stay! That's next weekend. Coach, that's next week? Oh, sorry. I thought it was this week. Oh, that was next weekend. But yes... Yeah, so and I'll be... Um, I'll be leaving on Thursday. Uh, Thursday, so. Okay. For that. So, yeah. So, uh, check that, all that out. Um, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week for another edition of the Media Boat Podcast. But for now, we're going to rest our voices. Yeah, we're going to call it a night. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. All right. Be sure to tune in next week when we have more exciting news and thoughts to bring to you about media and boats and stuff. And uh, God of War. And, yes, but be Mostly sure. Mostly God of War. It's going to be a big God of War next week. All right, see ya. All right, thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye.